It's time to let you in on a little secret. Actually, lots of secrets. We're talking strategy and most importantly, return on your investment for your podcast. Welcome to Branded Podcast Secrets. All right, welcome to another episode of Branded Podcast Secrets. I'm your host, Aaron Greger, and today I have another very special guest with me today. I have Harrison Baron. Harrison, welcome. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Well, thank you so much for being here. So you, Harrison, for those of you who don't know, is the host of the Brutally Honest Podcast. You've been doing this for several years now, and you are the founder of Growth Generator. It's a brand strategy and digital... I can't even talk today. Digital Design Agency. We're recording this on a Friday afternoon, if you can't tell. Uh, And you're all about building brands that matter in culture. So I love, I want to talk about your podcast. Because if you look at your podcast, I feel like there's been an evolution uh, from my guess, from where you started to where you are now and how you're utilizing it. So can you talk, just to kick this thing off, a little bit about the initial strategy of your podcast, and if that's the same strategy of where you are today, 130 plus episodes later. So yes, um, it is. And the key to the success is no strategy whatsoever. Um, (laughs) It sounds ridiculous. And uh, especially being a marketer, people are probably like, but dude, that's not what we learned in college, man. Which which you are right. You are 100% right. But here's the problem that I see a lot a lot of podcasters happen in my space and I've helped uh, uh, it, more people than I'd like to admit start a podcast and most of them have failed and they've failed for a variety of reasons and typically those reasons are they went in with it with the wrong intention Right. It like that's like signing up for a gym membership on the premise that you're going to get skinny, which in two days, in, in t- exactly, especially <laughs> in two days. So so I, th- I think a lot of people, you know, it, it having a podcast is cool. Like, don't get me wrong. It is the coolest thing that I do. No doubt about it. I, I do quite a bit of cool things, shoot guns, drive cars, all that good stuff. But believe it or not, podcasting, I could literally tell people I went skydiving. But then I tell them I have a podcast. And they're like, oh, my God, you have a podcast. I'm like, yeah. And, and that's. We're like, it doesn't matter what I do, right? It's just that's that's the mm-hmm. thing that people want to talk about. Um, so I think the, the, what, what's made me tremendously successful with my podcast is the fact that I really only cared about two things. One, if I was going to have fun on it, right? And, and I, don't, I don't bring on any guests that I'm not going to have fun with. I don't care about most people if they, you know, you could have all the accolades in the world. But if you're boring as could be... I don't really, it it makes no difference to me, right? I want to talk to interesting Mm -hmm. people who know how to convey their story, have had a bit of success. And quite honestly, it doesn't matter where your success is. It doesn't matter if you run a five business, you know, five figure business, six figure business, seven figure business. I've had people with eight figure businesses on the show. What I really care about is is their ability to convey the story. It, it, It interesting, but they also have to be really interesting. And I want to have fun with those people. And I think that that is really where my show has been able to shine to light where I don't do my show for my listener. I do my show for me to have fun on and, and enjoy and meet people. And that has been the kindling to, to everything else. I think it's so interesting though, because if you look at your show, like you look at your business, right? Your, 
your, you know, probably to talk marketing, branding, all this kind of general stuff, right? But if yep. you look at the guests of your show, you've got a uh, aspiring rapper, a uh, cigar <laughs> company, uh, uh, business, and I mean, you're all over the place, which is awesome. So how does it correlate to your business? Like, how, and is there, you know, it's, it's, as long as you're having fun is great, but is there any alignment that where you saw, okay, because I do this podcast, I'm, my business is growing because of A, B or C, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, my podcast has actually been the number one driving factor in my business for really un really strange reasons, which I think a lot of podcasters don't really think about. Um, I can, I, I've ended up doing business not intentionally. Like once again, my goal was on my podcast, especially my initial goal was one thing, have fun. Like, I don't care what happens. We could get belligerently drunk. I don't care. But as long as I have fun, if I don't, and there's been a lot of shows that have never seen the light of day because I just didn't, if I'm not enjoying it, my audience is never going to enjoy it. Um, and, and, and those people also don't make good clients. Um, but on the flip side of things too, there's so many people are so focused on brand. Well, brands are built by companies, which are built by people and typically the leader of that business, right? So the, the podcast is one, given me a way to reach a lot of people. But on the flip side of things too, is I get to have people on that I would actually want to do business with and people do business with people they know, like, and trust. Well, what happens over the course of an hour to an hour and a half to some of them have been three hours when you have coffee with the person or a couple beers with the person or a cigar with the person, right? That does, it, it, you get to know the person, you get to like the person and you get to trust the person, right? So that's something that a lot of people don't necessarily take into consideration. And then they're like, well, I started my show and I'm not getting business from it. I'm like, well, you're attacking it in the wrong format, right? If, if you go through your podcast and you're like, Hey, no, I'm going to run a marketing podcast. Well, okay, great. Well, how are you going to drive revenue to, to that podcast? What are you going to run affiliates? Are you going to, are you going to get sponsors? You know, what level of that do you plan on seeing? I think a lot of people don't go into it with a clear picture. And then when they're like, oh, I have to do marketing, I have to do marketing, I have to do marketing, they also get really burned out because they don't give themselves some free time to think about other areas where maybe it's marketing, you know, maybe it's talking to another entrepreneur who had success in marketing or who has never done marketing but shares their story of not doing marketing to grow their business, right? Like too many people are so confined in their little niche and that's kind of why I didn't go into it with a process and a plan. I love it though. So this is... A one of the things that sparked this, so this is an exact conversation, a, a very good friend of mine, known him for years, wants coffee with me, right? And he's like, all right, Aaron, I want to do this podcast, but break it down. Is this really true how this works? You know, if he's, an, he's a sales guy and sure. from a perspective of like, he teaches sales seminars, he's, you know, and so he's not just selling things, but he's selling sales, right? Of so he's like, does this really work from a networking perspective where people may not, you know, answer my phone calls from a, but they'll come on a podcast. Does that really work? And I'm like, I'm telling you, it's one of the hidden gems of podcasting that so many people miss out on. Like, you know, to have, to pick someone's brain, right. They're not, they don't want to sit down and have their brain pick from that perspective. And B for them, like you just said, like, yeah, we could sit down and have coffee. Yeah, we could do all this stuff. But to have that podcast, we can sit down and really get to know each other 
Was that your plan going in or did it evolve? So, no, that was actually, weirdly enough, that was kind of, it, it, so, yes and no. So, part of it was, you're not interrupted by this little demon right here. For anyone curious and yes, who's only listening, I'm holding up my cell phone, right? That little device, that little torture device is, is the single killer to business because when phones can ring or distractions can happen, that's when you lose somebody's attention and you ultimately lose... I don't even want to say the sale because you're not there for the sale. You're there for that that communication, right? So on my show, I had one rule, no cell phones. Like I get it. it. If Unless mm-hmm. you knew that there was a call coming or like, hey, somebody's in the hospital, you know, or, or something traumatic is happening, no cell phones. Put it down. Put it face down. If, if we need to go take a, you know, if, if there's a pee break that's involved, then yes, go look at your cell phone. But while we're recording, that phone should almost never touch your hands. Unless you're looking up something to show me on the show. Uh, my show was in person, which was also tremendously helpful. Um, but, I mean, I, I, I will be the first to admit, I've been so bored in some conversations. Like, this is a great one. This is one that I'm really excited for. But there's definitely been podcasts where I'm, like, <laughs> literally so bored. And I'm, like, not only am like, why am I here for this show? But, like, I've also just been, like, this podcast host has little is has not done their due diligence on asking like you've done your due diligence on asking me questions. My show is more inter- I shouldn't say more interesting, but was was a different dynamic because I was there in person with you. I could right. read body language. There was no delay over the internet. There was no none of that. It was it was real time, real feedback. We and and because of that, we also always talked before the show. So I, was, I had a little icebreaker, and we could I could start making you laugh and have and and, and cater to a good time. And then over time, I realized, like, whoa, this is a good way to get in front of people. This is a good way to make them turn off work for an hour and a half. And then not only do I get to meet that, you know, talk to them about business, but I also get to talk to them about their person and and who they are. Mm -hmm. And that's when people open up. Like, if you try to go into sales and you just think, like, oh, I'm going to ask every good sales question there is, you might have some success with it. But if you you connect with people on on a deeper level, and I went through sales training, like, I have to be very good at it. You will get so much further, and that person will love you to death if you can learn about who they are and how they function, why they got into what they do. Yeah, it's so true. I, it's so, so important. So I want to, you know, you help other people start podcasts, and we'll cover the business people specifically. You talked about misconceptions. You know, I always tell them, listen, you're not going to get Joe, Joe Rogan numbers out of the gate. You are not getting a hundred million Spotify deal. Just saying. So if that's your purpose of this, sure. just tone it down a little bit. Right. Um, what are some other misconceptions you see people go into podcasting with or to that question? You know, what are the reasons you see the failure happening in podcasting? Yeah. So I, I would definitely say uh, managing expectations is, is huge. Uh, one of the things that I think a lot of people don't really realize is when they're starting a podcast on it, on the podcast platform. So we'll, we'll Spotify, Apple, Google Play, uh, Castbox, all of them. Right? The search features suck. There is no way for you to stumble upon a podcast that you might be interested in. There's there's literally no way the only one that i would kind of give a little bit of credit to and, and i've used a decent amount of them and, and they've probably all come a bit of a way since you know since i've done my homework on them but believe it or not soundcloud is like the only one that you can actually add tags to and mm. or one of the only ones that you can add, add tags to and it just helps discoverability on that platform that's where my show is hosted um 
but those tags don't translate to Spotify or to Apple or anything else. So you literally only have one choice. Also, shout out to my dog over here who's hanging out with me. Um, you really only have one choice of, of how to get that out, and that's word of mouth or ads, but ads are moderately effective. You have to, you know, so managing expectations, you got to go into it and know, hey, I'm either, I'm not going to grow as fast as I want. Even if you have a major, you know, a, a, what you would decide is a really good show, the only way that you're going to explode and there have been cases of this happening where you get a company like Barstools to pick you up. And then I don't want to say you have instant success, but you have way more success than you probably would have had otherwise. Um, that's number one. Number two is people think they're going to be famous tomorrow. Um, they don't understand that there's a lot of work involved with podcasts. Even my show, which is not edited at all for the most part, other than adding an intro and an outro with music and sometimes sponsors and telling people where to go. That's it. There is no other editing. So what you say, I will be posting unless you request otherwise, where I've only made probably two or three exceptions because they, the, the, what the comments could not have hit the earth. Uh, I had somebody admit that they would, you know, were contemplating suicide at one point and they were a teacher, right? They, they couldn't have that get out. Um, so that is the only exception I make. If it's going to ruin your career because you got so comfortable with me, but otherwise, if you tell me that you cheated in... All, you, all the way through college, and I know that your professor is listening, get ready for them to know. There's no way I'm getting it out, you know, unless it's going to immediately impact your career. It, it's all raw, but you have to go into each show knowing that what your expectations are for that show and how you plan to execute on your expectations. So if you want to have a razor sharp 10 or 15 minutes, I usually tell people, I'm like, do 10 or 15 minutes to start. Most people aren't used to talking for an hour and a half um, or, or 15 or 20 or 30 or 45 minutes. Do 10 or 15 minute show and, and, and set your goals, but don't set your goals so high that they're unachievable, right? If you take out every um, every uh, and every like, you're never going to have a show. You need to have a, a, a level of understanding to say, this is where I'm going to be at and this is my margin of correctness and then go from there. I love it. And I, I think it's great advice. And even, you know, I'll be honest with you. I don't think people realize even an unedited show, like it, it still takes work. It still takes time. Like even if you're not spending that post two to three hours going through and taking out certain things, there's still time associated with it. And I think people just think, oh, this will be fun. We're just going to hit record and great podcast. To your point, a 10 minute podcast, you should plant like it should take you some time to really think uh, yeah. through a ten minute and write podcast out. is going to take somebody an hour or two, no doubt about yeah. it. And yeah, and for anyone that's listening, well, it's only ten minutes. Yeah, guy, it or <laughs> gal, it is only ten minutes. But here's the thing that nobody ever talks about: it's all the other hidden stuff, right? I'm, I was, um, I'm avoiding profanity here because this is the stuff that really irks me, yeah. right? It's like buying a car, yeah. right? Well, it's not going to run forever. You have to put gas in it. You have to change your oil. You have to get new tires. You have to get it inspected. Right? These are all necessary things for a podcast. You have to have an agent or send out a scheduling link. Go find your guests. So I, I had to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning one time for a podcast guest. My buddy Brian Carp, who's one of the number one realtors on Long Island. That was the only time. Right, So not only did I have to have a series of messages with him, I had to wake up excessively early compared to what I normally wake up to. Go there, do the podcast. Right, So the podcast is an hour and a half. I've now woken up a half hour earlier. You have to take that into consideration. Probably spoke to him for about a half hour to lock down a date and time. Then after the show, even on an unedited show, 
it still is a half hour of editing, right? I still got to do everything. I got to render the render yeah. the audio out, and then I have to go post it, grab his descriptions, post his image, post all that. That even with no editing, you're still talking about, you know, if if you just can, if you remove the entire podcast recording aspect of it, you're still talking about a solid hour or two of work, and then if you choose to edit it, that number exponentially grows. Yeah. No, so true. I love it, but it's it's worth it. It's worth it. Like, don't get discouraged. But if I you love enjoy, if you're doing it for the right reasons, right, right. You have Agreed. to. In, if if you struggle with getting through a conversation now with somebody without your cell phone, <laughs> you are I'm groundwork, right? You are yeah. not going to succeed, and it's not because I don't want you to succeed. But if you're the kind of person that has to have your phone in your hands because the moment there's a, there's a bit of awkward silence, you need to see, oh, what's going on at my firehouse today? Okay, oh, this Facebook message, oh, this, this message, okay. Oh, hey, what are you talking about again? Like, that is a recipe for disaster. You have to actually go into it because you enjoy it, not because there's a financial gain and, and, and a potential aspect to grow a business, or at least just do something you're passionate about. Because... What, the moment, if you don't like it, the moment that you're, you know, I don't want to say not passionate because you're going into it with the wrong intentions anyway, but the moment you're kind of a little turned off on it, your podcast is going to go to zero. And podcasts succeed in two ways. One, virality, and they have to be earth-shatteringly good interviews with the hardest people to get a hold of. Those pod, those podcasts typically get really good attention. And the other ones, the only other ones that succeed online are longevity. You have to be willing to do it. And that's why my podcast is in the top five. It's not because it's a better show, although I like to think it's a good show, but I say top 5% of the world, but it's, it's not because it's a good show. I mean, it's, it's great audio. We sit down, we talk, we have fun. I mean, like I said, I've been belligerently drunk on my podcast. It's my favorite thing, but it's because I've been doing it over and over and over again and perfecting my skills at interviewing and talking to people and disarming people and getting down to the good information that one makes me enjoy my show Two makes the the guest really enjoy the show, and then three turns that into a beautiful listening experience for that for that person that downloaded it. Yeah, and I think too the other thing you know we focus on this going viral piece of it, and we see you know I was joking about Joe Rogan numbers before, but I think what's so beautiful about a branded podcast too is you don't need Joe Rogan numbers to see success. Like you don't, or, and you know, I mean, I think it's awesome that you you're in the top 5% and it's incredible. And I, I agree that longevity and this is what I tell every client, like go for a hundred, you know what I mean? Go in there thinking you're going to do at least a hundred and that's your, instead of five or 10, but I see so many clients who can, who have ROI and all they need is, you know, three to four customers a year from their podcast. And so that's what's so beautiful is that you don't need, ma- you know, I've seen clients, it's a huge success just off a couple hundred listeners every episode, right? Yep. So you don't have to have those huge numbers. I, I want to talk marketing because you brought it up. And I think this is probably the biggest key I see so many people missing out on. Can you talk about what you've done successfully to market your podcast and how you've gone about it. And then again, anything maybe from the beginning to what changed, uh, as you're almost 140 episodes in. Yeah. So, uh, I, I would definitely be significantly higher than hundred and, uh, you know, 130 plus, uh, but COVID hit and my, and now I'm no longer in my old studio. I'm currently now in North Carolina, about 700 miles away. 
I do plan on going back to it as soon as COVID's starting to subside now. So now I'm starting to look to meet local people. Um, but I think the marketing aspect of it is you really there's a couple different things that you have to do when you're when you're marketing a show. One is your show will self grow. Um, when I say self grow, I mean if you actually enjoy your show, right? Like I've legitimately had people that I know watch the show and be like, dude. You were so excited in that show, it's contagious, right? That's number one. If Once again, you have to actually enjoy what you do because if you don't enjoy what you do, this whole podcasting journey is, going, is, is, is doomed to fail over the long term, right? You can only do something that you don't enjoy and you don't get paid for for so long, right? So that, that's number one. Number two is you have to be able to consistently, and, and you being the show host, you have to be consistently pushing out content. So in the beginning, it was Facebook Lives, and then it was Facebook posts, and that, and then it was Instagram posts, and then it was Instagram Lives. And I've, and I've tested so many different things. And Facebook and Instagram worked out really, really well because it was before the, I don't want to say before the pay-to-play error, but it was less of the pay-to-play error then. But now if I was to give somebody advice on how to start a podcast, I would say go pick your niche. Go pick something you're, you, you absolutely love that you can have endless conversations about right there's i mean I, I could probably talk about marketing and seo for the till the day is old but what i can talk to people about is them that's my gift i can talk to somebody and understand somebody and dissect somebody and break somebody down over the course of an hour and a half two hours three hours to the point where it's kind of insane um and that's just perks of being a bartender and drinking every day in bars right you just you learn to to talk to people for, you might only have one bar guest. You want to keep them company. You don't want to stand there bored, right? You can't distract other people. So you talk to that person for sometimes an hour, two hours, three hours. So that was one of my, I would say perks, but the marketing aspect of it is, is definitely have fun. And then constantly be testing every single thing. You cannot possibly go to Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, uh, <laughs> Clubhouse. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's, it would be unhealthy to do that much. And I would advise most people to not do that. I would say pick two or three and start there. If it's Facebook, if it's Instagram, start with those two and, and, and use that for three, four, five months. And if you don't see any, if you don't see the needle moving over three, four, five months to the point where you're happy with it, then go test out TikTok. Then go test out Clubhouse. Then go test out Facebook groups. Then go test out Reddit, right? The, the list, then go start out blogging, go start out guest blogging, go start out being a guest on other people's show, right? Like you, it, it would be unhealthy to do everything at once. And that's typically one of the things that I tell my marketing clients is like, stop trying to be everything all the time. It's unhealthy. And if you try to hire somebody, the, the, the money that follows that is astronomical. Start with little bites and see, and this will also tell you what works, right? One of my buddies was like, hey, man, he's like, every time I go to a rest stop, I post on Snapchat at those rest stops about the podcast. I let them know about the podcast. How many people visit a rest stop in 24 hours? How many kids are bored in their car or adults are bored in their car that just don't want to look at the road anymore? I was like, oh, my God, that's brilliant, right? Brilliant, yeah. I would have never guessed. But he's like, oh, dude, I tried everything. Nothing worked. But that worked. He goes, I would look back at those stories and, and what I posted. He goes, I would get thousands and thousands of views. And all of a sudden, every time I did that, it would spike. He, now he had the, he had the good fortune of doing, doing that or traveling for work, but it was like, who would have thought that? How many, yeah, yeah. 
how many iterations did he have to go through to figure out that Snapchat stories in an area would be the thing that hits? And that's brilliant because all of those people are driving. Like Exactly. And I was like, dude, that is brilliant on a new level. That is amazing. But uh, I love the advice, too, of not trying to be everywhere because I think that's a very dangerous place to be. You're just going to exhaust yourself. And like you mentioned, I love the advice of spend some time there. And then if it doesn't work, try something else. But you're, it, if you're doing everything, it's going to be harder to measure uh, what's really working and what's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. And then if you do it full time, and even if you do it full time, like there's no sense in posting on every single platform. No. You will die trying to do it. There's, there's so many. If you go on the social media, if you go as a search on the, on the apps or on social media, there's thousands of social media apps, all of them in a variety of different areas, right? Like, you know, I don't care what demographic, you know, or what, what you'd identify as as far as politics, but like parlor was a hot one. Then there was meet, meet something or other me, we, I think it was, or something like that. Me, yep. Yeah. Me, we, it's like, it, what it, happened it, to it, those? What happened? Yeah. What happened? To oh, those? I, I don't like, know. Yeah. I know. I haven't heard about them in a while. It, it's, it's crazy. Tumblr, yeah. right? Reddit, MeWe Network yeah. is actually, weirdly enough, number three. Kick, uh, Discord, Twitter, and I, I just pulled up social media, Instagram, mm. Friended, Ad Chat. I don't know what any of these are, right? Like, I, don't I shouldn't say any of them, but I know a lot of them, right? right. It, it's House Party. Here's I remember Parler. that one, yeah. Rumble. I mean, Tinder's not a social media platform. Wishbone, Social Network. I mean, I just listed off, what, 15, 20 of them? Yeah. How on good God's earth could you possibly create content, especially unique content for each and every single one of those platforms? Because you can't just, the same image is not going to work on every single platform. You have to dial it in kind of to that platform. Yeah. That's absurd. Yeah. Very true. Now, do you go live? Is your show live every week? So uh, I haven't done a show in a while. Uh, I do have actually a bunch of shows sitting on my laptop, which is in the corner over here. Uh, that I have yet to publish because I okay. just, the business my my main income has been uh, or or my main income stream which is my business uh, has been growing at an excessively fast rate which I'm stoked Good about to have. Um, yeah and and podcasting because of COVID has definitely taken a backseat uh, because people didn't want to it was much harder to get people in person especially now that oh. I've moved it's even more difficult to get people in person. Uh, but I do plan on opening it back up in the, uh, I would say, the next couple months, especially as I look for a studio. Yeah. Do Were you doing them live? It looked like live. So sometimes um, I was. Uh, a okay. lot of them were, uh, I shouldn't say a lot. There were definitely a bunch live. Um, it, it actually turned out that the camera that I'm currently using, my Sony a6400, couldn't handle streaming live. Or better yet, I didn't have the right setup to stream live all the time. I yeah. was constantly testing new things. Now with all of the new technology out there like that preceded one, you know, or, or started to get released after I had everything and didn't really mm-hmm. want to spend any more money on it. Um, but now there's cameras, the Mevo cameras, which can track your face and where they go and who's yeah. speaking like a plus, like if you're going to go spend a couple thousand bucks, I, you can get a ridiculous studio for like 2,500 bucks with like, Photo, I'm mean, photo with video and audio recorded. Now you still have a lot of work to do and monitoring right. that audio in real time, and that's a whole other laborious process. But for a decent studio, you could probably you could probably get video and audio done for like twenty five hundred bucks ish. 
Agreed. Do you, so obviously you really love the in-person. Do you have an opinion of yes, live is where it's at. Doesn't matter. Some, you know, I'm curious as you do both, is there a preference that you have in an area? So it depends. Um, and when I say it depends, uh, especially, and I'll, I'll go back to what I had my studio. Um, ironically enough, this, this usually corresponded with drinking. Um, how much are we drinking that show? Because, Mm -hmm. uh, if we do do an hour and a half having live and having to make quick little pee breaks, um, is very inconvenient. Mm. I think I've done it once or twice. Um, so that once again, knowing your audience, right? Something to take into consideration. We would drink on my show and that was part of the allure of it is like, Hey, not it's, we can have coffee or, and even coffee. Like, I'm not just saying it has to be alcohol, but like, right. 9 a.m. podcast, yeah. and you have a 24-ounce cup of coffee, which they do make in, I don't know about the rest of the country, but in New York, that's at every 7-Eleven, you can get a 22 or 24-ounce coffee. Yeah. If you don't have, chances are pretty good you're going to have to pee at some point in the show. Mm-hmm. So doing live was a bit challenging uh, during that, but if you knew that that person wasn't drinking an excessive amount of liquids that day, and you'd have to gauge it based on, are they walking in with a water bottle? Did they just ask for a water bottle? I mean, it's kind of, it sounds kind of weird. But like most of the time, the hour and a half mark was right around the moment when people were like, I could tell that they had to pee. So it was like, okay, we can wrap this up now. There's many shows that I would have loved to go longer. But like once that that separation of brainwaves happens, when they they stop talking to go to the restroom, um, the show is harder to get back on the horse. Very true. And then once again, the little demon comes out, right? It's, It's in your pocket. Oh, Oh, oh my God, my office is exploding. Can we get this done in the next 15 minutes? Yeah. It's like, well, okay. So definitely something to take into consideration. But there is uh, – it, it, it going live on Facebook was really good because you can hit a lot of people. And, and I do mm-hmm. love the, the live feature, especially if you already have a bit of a following or, or a community. If you don't, I would – Usually recommend people, hey, if you're, you're a, I don't want to say nobody, but if you don't have a, a decent online presence, then don't go live. Record it in 4K to, or to the highest mm-hmm. of your ability and post it on YouTube and all of the other platforms and let their algorithms do the work. If you have the ability to go live and you can actually go live for the allotted amount of time, then go live. I think that that's a huge benefit of it, but you do lose a good amount of quality going live. That would be the only recommendation I have for people. Very good recommendation. I think it's important though, because I think a lot of people get these misconceptions of what they should and shouldn't do. And I mean, there's definitely stuff to consider. Uh, I would never have thought about the pee breaks, but being a mom, I would get really serious by the one, like, I'd be like, don't make me laugh because TMI. (laughs) I'd be like, stop making me laugh. I'm going to what? Yeah. It's one of those situations. So anyway, most of the time, like my dog happens to be good right now. I'm like, all right, look, if you want to come in the office, you can come in the office. But like, yeah. The other thing too is like, hey, like you really have to like, and 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 if you're doing a Zoom call, pre-show notes are like really important. I think that people sleep on yep. pre-show notes quite a bit. Um, but pre-show 100%. notes, like, have something to drink nearby because you're gonna speak for an allotted period of time, right? And and like people are probably like, hey, it's almost empty, right? Like I have a giant water bottle that is that is still yeah. full here, like. I peed before the show. Like, hey, <laughs> if I'm going to be here for 45 minutes, yep. the last thing I want to do is be like, bro, get over, 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 over. The, exactly. 
it's happened, right? I, I'm, I'm guilty yeah. of it, right? Uh, it's but knowing your show, knowing your audience, knowing how long you're going to be recording for, setting a level of expectations is all really, really important. My show, you want to curse, you want to talk about. I will ju- if you want to jump off the bridge. Where I'm full sending, but if you don't, yeah. right? And you want to, and you don't want to. I don't want to say destroy your reputation because that's not what I did. But if you don't want to be as 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 animated as as punchy as I am, then I'll dial it back. I, I always, energy matching is, is tremendous, right? What level of energy mm-hmm. does your client come in with? Are they fired up? Like, this is exciting, right? You actually have a camera on, we're on camera. Most of the time people yeah. are like, hey, we're, you know, I've had some people that are like, yeah, we're just no camera, we're just going to speak. I'm like, well, if I wanted to do that, I would just jump on my Discord server. Like, that's not, yes, yeah. it's good for me to get it out as the brand, but that's not exciting for me as the, as the, as the guest. Right. No, very true. All right, well, we're coming to our end, but if there was, so let's say somebody's listening, they are thinking about starting a podcast again, aligned with their business, not a hobby podcast, but aligned with their business. If you could give them one major piece of advice, what would that be? Start. Start today. I love it. Start. Don't even wait. Um, go. Actually, ironically enough, my my first podcast mic is sitting here on my desk, right? And it ju- it just took a a poop on me like as of like three days ago, but this thing, and it's a USB mic for anybody that you're probably about to learn this, but yeah. you can only have two, you can only have one USB mic into your computer. It can only pick up one, uh, one USB mic unless you have two different USB mics. I bought two of these, my first show. Um, then I, you graduate, you learn it. It's, it's, I, I can't stand Gary V for a variety of different reasons, but one of the things that I must agree with him on and, and I firmly believe is so true is you have to enjoy the process. It doesn't matter what your show is. It doesn't matter who your show is geared to. It doesn't matter if it's a business show, but you have to enjoy the process of all of it, right? It's the good and the bad. I run a business. I hate billing. I'm, the, it's my it's so it's so funny right like uh, and i had amen. a buddy that you, yes. when i first started i was like that's so uh, stupid i love billing and now that i'm like three years deep and 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 helping people grow their businesses and the, the, my least favorite activity is billing and it's not because i don't uh, mind amen. i don't mind asking for money but it's like just a laborious test. I'm like okay who didn't pay their bill who do i have to send reminders to who who's who still owes my owes me money how much how late are they why are they late do i have to call them oh then it's you know, excuse after excuse after, you know, for some people, for other people, they're like, Hey dude, I totally missed it. Right. Forgot. Yeah. Like, but you have to enjoy the process. Like right now I'm making 120 YouTube videos. That is the one of the hardest things Ooh. that I've ever done in my life. You know, but shout out to my YouTube, the millennial entrepreneur, Harrison Barron. But like in the beginning I was like, Oh, I got like, I, I remember my first video. I'm like shaking. Oh my God. Yep. You know, and then I posted and nobody watched. Just like my first show, I thought everybody yep. was going to watch it until I made a bunch of social media posts about it. Nobody watched it, right? And then the first two or three are really, really good. And then after that, people stopped caring immediately. But it, it's it's the fact that I didn't get disheartened over it because I love the process of it. And I love the fact that, okay, great. I have to be, I was terrified on camera. And now I'm like, hey, I could fire up a camera at any point. I could be on anybody's camera. I'm still struggling talking to a crowd. But if it's on camera and I'm sitting there speaking, I can spew a constant stream of ideas. You have to love the process. You have to be willing to go through the process. You have to be willing to transform and adapt and overcome all of the challenges they're gonna ha- that are going to happen. But you have to start somewhere. And the best time to start 
is now. I love it. It's so true. So Harrison, thank you so much. If somebody loved what you were saying, they want to learn more about what you what you do, where is the best place to send them? Sure. So uh, I would say YouTube, uh, The Millennial Entrepreneur, Harrison Barron. I have a personal website, uh, harrisonbarron.com. Uh, there is this, there is going to be a, a podcast course coming in the future. Um, and then my main agency that, that pays all my bills and, and is growing quite rapidly is uh, growth-generators.com. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, if you have questions, comments, concerns, if you have a question, you're like, hey, man, how do I do this on my podcast? Put Go to my YouTube channel. This is the easiest way to get a full-blown demo of how to do something. Go to my YouTube channel, be like, hey, man, heard you on this podcast, or uh, can you make a video about XYZ thing, or send me, an, send me a DM on Instagram, although I really stopped using social media, ironically enough, where I offer social media at my agency, um, and just be like, hey, could you show me how to do this? I love making videos now, and I'm constantly looking for content, so if anybody's listening, you've made it this far, and you want a full step-by-step -step demo on how to do anything, leave a comment there, and I will do my absolute best to make that video as good as possible. I love it. And you're the perfect, uh, first of all, all your stuff will link in our show notes over, and this will be listed on AaronGregor.com. But I love that, how you're like video crazy now and you were nervous for your first one. Oh my. A, and it's a perfect example of just start. You're going to be horrible. And I'm not saying you were horrible, but you're going to get <laughs> so good afterwards. It, it, it right? was pretty rough in the beginning. I kid you not. I thought I was going to go to the hospital after my first video. <laughs> Self-inflicted wound, right? Like, and here's the, and the funniest part about it, I wasn't even speaking to a crowd. I literally said, it was me in my office. Yeah. I shut both of the doors. I locked both of them like a SWAT team was going to come in and watch me, <laughs> right? And I just sat there and recorded the whole video. I didn't even, I didn't even edit it. And I was like, <sighs> yeah, for no reason. I love it. And then I posted I it though. and it's all of one person though. watched yeah. for weeks. No, it's, it's nerve wracking. And I, I think my video, <laughs> I was like, I wasn't like, I was just like, hi, I'm Aaron. You should buy my products because <laughs> I really know what I'm talking about. Like, I mean, it was horrible. Like it was, and I'm just watching. I'm like, oh my God, how did I sell anything yeah, with this it's, video? It's, and it's I did. Brutal. It is crazy. But, but anyway. That's the oh, process. Exactly. A hundred percent. Exactly. So I love it. Harrison, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time and, and talk us through and hopefully We've inspired someone to put the pedal to the metal on their podcast and, and get it out to the world because it really it, it's a great content generator. But uh, you got to just you got to start to your point. You got to do it. it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Hey, thanks for having me. I had a blast. This is a great podcast. <laughs> thank you.